0: To Catholic stuff you should know. A J10 initiative. Glory be to Jesus.
1: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory. Glory forever. Glory forever. Folks, you are listening to a new duo uh, and in a new in a new spot. So this is Catholic stuff you should know. Father Nathan.
0: And Father Mike here.
1: We are recording. Um, in the bridal chamber of the uh, bridegroom of holy protection.
0: You're talking about Father Michael Olafson.
1: Yeah, Father Michael's bedroom.
0: Oh, why is it the bri- bridal chamber? But what am it, I
1: looking at right now? a bedroom. Yeah, I'm just looking yeah, at his what bed. What about
0: all of us celibates? And
1: eunuchs. What about like
0: kids and we're old eunuchs, and man. Stuff? We're
1: attending. We're attending to a the bridegroom. It's a bedroom. It's a bedroom. Right? Well, I guess it's the... Unless bri-
0: it's a hammock room. Yeah. When I lived in the Yucatan, we slept in hammocks. Oh, yeah.
1: Dude, I've got I've got two hammocks. Oh, but you
0: have the matrimonial hammock. Yeah. So that, that hamaca
1: matrimonial. Sad news. That hamaca <laughs> matrimonial got eaten up by mice.
0: No. It was at, in the garage at Cabrini.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the garage. I shouldn't have done that.
0: Well, that's what I was nervous about, putting my books in boxes at the companion's house. Yeah. Because it's kind of damp down there.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice, yep. dude. Well, anyways. What what
0: did they go after though? Is it like a plant?
1: But another lady, another lady literally it's right here. You want to see it?
0: I love that. Man, those hammocks. Cuz the hammocks from the Yucatan are this like super super fine string that makes it really soft and everything. It's not like that that hemp cord that you yeah. get at the like, you know, Check hardware store. But it's this super super fine textile like feels like silk. What is that? That looks like a prayer shawl, dude. I don't this think is that's from it.
1: Peru, man.
0: Oh. Peru. No, because my Yucatan hammocks. What he's showing me is a, what looks like a poncho or something. What? You know, it's got the stripes. What are you? What? What is it though? Is it a blanket or is it a, a hammock? Hammock. Really? Okay. Yep. This thing is cool. It's pretty elaborate. And made a lot of tassels here. Bolivia. In Bolivia. Boliviano.
1: Well, can't wait. You hang it up, dude. Don't just dance in it. The you got to prob- hang the it The problem up. is, I don't know. I mean, like. It is
0: winter, right? Yeah,
1: now. where exactly do you hang it? Where do you hang that thing?
0: You hang it usually in a, like, covered porch. But you could do, like, in the trees during the summer when it's not going to rain. Right. If it's going to rain, it's going to mold. You don't want to do that now.
1: Right. I'm just saying, like, inside. No, you got inside. You got to be on a load-bearing wall.
0: Yeah, and you'd have to be probably from Bolivia, South or Central. America. True, exactly. Or else I need like look I need
1: like I need to find this steel plate and hang it from that.
0: You know who you ask is Johnny, my brother Johnny. He's like an outdoor hammock well, well, they're all outdoor hammocks. Hammocker. It's, like, it's like a yeah, yeah like this is sort of contemporary camping trendy. Yeah, I've seen those hammocks. Yeah. They're nice. Johnny loves them. He reviews them.
1: Seriously? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, he's like official. They'll send them to him. No way. Yeah. yeah. Ask him about that. Maybe it's one of those ki- Those those things where the kids brag about something that's not true. I don't know.
1: That sounds pretty cool to me. But
0: I think it's actually true.
1: Yeah. Because you know what they do is they
0: post themselves in pictures, hammocking in all these exotic places. Crazy
1: places. And
0: it's free advertising. Like
1: Centennial.
0: Like Centennial. Like
1: Centennial. No, but I
0: remember when we went over to Asheville, he wanted to set up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And then he was going to snap a shot and throw it on Instagram.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that would be legit and he would get his uh, hammock qualification. I think the sponsorship or whatever. That's right. So we are... You're getting we, a Bolivian thing. We recorded... We, we moved all the podcasting equipment from Father Michael's house in uh, Byzantium down by Holy Protection and now we are in Schloss Goebbels in the uh, basement, kind of the duck room. It's kind of the duck room. We got ducks on the wall... We got the loon clock up, the loon clock. and just over my shoulder is the wine rack slash gun rack, um, so, um, and then there's a couch overlooking both of those, so if you want to just stare at the wine rack or gun rack for a while, you can. So it's kind of a unique setup. Right now, Father Michael staying in the guest room uh, while we do some uh, Cupid Shuffle upstairs, trying to figure out who's going to live where.
0: You got this crazy antique Chinese stove or something? That is
1: a German humidifier. Ooh. It's kind of strange. This place has cu- all
0: these kind of curiosities, and I like that. Yep. There's a phoenix on the wall, or an eagle.
1: That is actually, yeah, it's an Austrian eagle.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that looks kind of bohemian, like my people.
1: Yeah. And we are drinking?
0: Doppelbach.
1: Doppelbach. Andex Doppelbach Dunkel.
0: Yes. Only the greatest, um, mm. well, it's greatest year round beer, <sighs> but it's also fantastic in the autumn. I bet. You know?
1: Well, we are in it right now.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like the right temperature out. It's the right kind of culture and atmosphere. We're coming right up on Thanksgiving
1: tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep, is the turkey day.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, that was pretty good, Mike. Hila,
0: that was, I, I worked on
1: that. The um uh, what was the other thing? Yours oh, so Father too. Mike is sick.
0: Did you get a duck one for the duck room?
1: A duck? What? A duck call?
0: Yeah. I thought you were a Jägermeister. A yeah. Hunter.
1: yeah, not really. That's good. <laughs> we need you to get out there. So, um, yeah, um, what was I saying? Oh, so Father Mike's sick. He's drinking Doppelbach Dunkel and green Celestial tea. Seasoning Green Tea. Um, so uh, we're going to try to rehabilitate him. And uh, we're recording for the first time. This is exciting. Like hey, uh, hey, We're hoping hey, to get this studio up and running so that we can start churning out some podcasts. Because uh, as of right now, we don't have a regular place. And now with Olo living out here, it's just, I mean, we could come down and record whenever we wanted. I mean, like in between Golden Girls episodes.
0: No, I don't watch Golden Girls. Why does Golden Girls keep coming up, though? Betty White, I, we were playing some game with the family the yeah. other day, and Betty, uh, Golden Girls showed up on yeah. That. What are they? They are just thank like you for being three, a friend. Three saucy gals.
1: Yeah, and there's Tell like four old grandma. Yeah, it was like man, it was the '90s, man. It was just crazy '80s, I guess '80s. What they would, the 80s? but
0: they would. What would they do? They'd sit around and comment on things, real funny.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a precursor to uh, Seinfeld, only like uh, they had more of a plot okay you know they, theirs was more like situational it's
0: Seinfeld-esque because they're just talking about anything
1: yeah you just had these characters and they would kind of come in and do stuff and check anyways. it out
0: kids to the next generation
1: yeah golden girls golden girls could be super hip someday you never know you know people like go back and they re- realize that something was actually much much more profound at the time than maybe that's what they'll do with Catholic stuff we're not totally appreciated right now
0: oh really I don't know maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll make... I think you could make a shirt at the Golden Girls and get away with it these days.
1: Yeah. People would like that. Just on
0: the snowboard slopes or at a party. True.
1: Yeah. If you put Blanche on a snowboard, people would be like, that's Work. that's legit.
0: Are those wigs or are they white haired?
1: Uh, yeah. That's a good question. I'm thinking that was the real hair.
0: We just got to... All right. You want
1: to get to the topic?
0: I got to like... A, Whoa.
1: I got to transition. Mike, here. cutting the banter. That's all right, dude. Hey, you're ready. You know what? We're though? firing all cylinders. No,
0: but the thing is, I just don't know how to watch. We're, we're transferring the studio, and now we're back right. to clicks, and I can't tell how many clicks equals a minute.
1: Um, you know I bet me? we. I bet we just talked for ten minutes. Okay. So you uh, in fifteen minutes, you're going to hear the loon clock go.
0: I'll okay. give you a good marker. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, that sounds good. No, okay. never mind. So. Father Nathan mentioned that he has a uh, gun cabinet. And I don't know if we've talked about being out there ducking. (sighs) I mean, is it ducking? Can Uh, you call it ducking or is it duck hunting?
1: Yeah, I've never heard it called ducking. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I hear you. Okay, so
0: anyway, you stand out in a blind that is like a hidden place covered with bushes. Or you can make a blind that is like artificial covering. And you go out in some sort of field. We were like next to a lake. And you basically wait for the ducks to come by. You can put out decoys that while the ducks are flying in their flock, they see other ducks or they think they see other ducks sitting in the water and then they'll come around and chill there. Maybe. Where you're standing Mm -hmm. and you can shoot them. Or um, you can call them. Yep, give a call and that gets their attention and makes them think that there's other ducks there. Yep. So they want to go and hang in community or whatever and then you you capture them.
1: You try. You try. It's called hunting, not yeah. uh shooting. I mean like it's so I mean the uh it, there is a there is a sport to it and if you're not good like me and maybe Father Mike um
0: Oh, the, yeah, definitely Father Mike. Well, we I'm, don't you know, know. I'm new at it.
1: We don't know because Father Mike never actually shot his gun.
0: See, I've hit clay. But, yep. Uh, shooting, like hunting for the ducks is different because the shots that we had, or the possible shots that we had, were while they are in the air. Right? <laughs> yes. Until, well. Okay. Them, okay. So they come up quick. Yep. It's not like you can, like with a, mach- with a machine or somebody throwing clay, you say pull. You're asking you know for a cue. Yeah,
1: you know it. Yeah, he- it's coming.
0: You know, when you're out there in the field, the heavens don't give you a cue. Right. You see it, and then you're trying to catch, for me, being a newbie, this was part of the thing with being a rookie, I'm trying to distinguish, is that a duck or is that some sort of other animal that I'm not allowed to shoot? True. A goose, a heron,
1: yes. uh, a sparrow. Y- he almost I mean, shot all of those. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I could. I mean, I, I'm like getting used to it.
1: You did draw down on a on a heron that was pretty funny.
0: I I'd get arrested.
1: Well, yeah, you'd get in a little trouble. No? Is this the topic? Yeah, we're getting okay. There. Good. Well, I like that. let a so, good transition. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's birds. So I took twelve shots that day and winged one bird, but I didn't kill him. So uh, somewhere, if you find this <laughs> duck. Please administer life-saving remedies. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just got him on the wing. He kind of went down. Then we tried to get him again, and he uh, flew off. Um, you know
0: what, though? Other other birds, these scavengers, they're going to have a heyday with that thing. Or dogs. There's all kinds of The circle of life, baby. Yeah. They need food.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. We were beautiful. feeding them. That's true. Beautiful.
0: Unfortunately, you didn't get your duck.
1: I didn't get my duck. Father Mike did not shoot, but thank you to Father John in advance because he was using your gun. Anyways, uh, moving on.
0: Oh, that's true. That's going to get me in trouble. Thanks. Okay, so tomorrow's Turkey Day. We've been looking for the birds, staring at the skies, and I said, well, what about birds in the Bible? Ooh, what about birds in the Bible? Okay. Bible birds. Bible birds. This time of year... I'm going to
1: own... Is this a quiz show? Because I'm going to own this. It's
0: a little bit of quiz show, but... Oh, yeah. I kind of just want to reflect on the birds.
1: Here we you know? go.
0: But here, here's the thing, though. I have to play a little clip. I know this is not...
1: Play a little ...a clip. usual
0: thing. Yeah, okay. But I had a friend who found out that my spirit animal
1: is... A certain kind of bird. What kind? A macaw.
0: Nope. Macaw... I don't know. It's a puffin.
1: Yeah, a puffin.
0: Yeah, so it's a puffin. So okay, yeah. And my friend Angela Cheekers, she just says, "Hey, I've got a puffin song." Me and my dad used to sing a puffin song. All right, here we go. So here's the. She sang me that, or she sent me, she and her dad singing the puffin song. And this is what I want you to. I'm trying to get you in the mood. I'm trying to make you recognize that that birds help us to love one another. All right. Okay. Here's a little.
1: Puffin, puffin song, puffin for, music
0: for Thanksgiving. Oh, it's kind of low, isn't it? In the bright blue sea, he ate little fishes that were most delicious, and he had them for supper, and he had them for
1: tea. Nice,
0: but this poor little puffin, he couldn't play nothing, for he hadn't anybody. To play with at all, so he sat on his island and he cried for a while and he felt very lonely and he felt very small. So, so one day, day the fishes, they said, if you wish us, you can have us for playmates instead of for tea. Now they all play together in all sorts of weather, in the pub, and the puffin eats pancakes like you and like me.
1: Bum bum. Yeah. Huh? That's good. Isn't that a good song? Yeah. What's her name? Cheeker?
0: Yeah, Angela Dini.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, oh, seriously? That's Dini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her dad. <laughs> I think
0: her dad made it up. They used to read a book about No muffins. way. I don't know. It's
1: That's pretty, pretty good, song, good yeah. I don't know. Okay, so we've heard the puffin song.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I want to get into birds in the Bible.
1: Bible birds.
0: Yeah, Bible birds. There are no puffins in the Bible. True. Curiously enough.
1: I ha- yes, okay.
0: Do you know about some birds? What, are you, what you you want to just start telling me about your famous birds?
1: Oh, uh, I, I, tell you, I know of a few. Let me introduce
0: it this way, though. Here we go. So, more often than not, um, the the birds, Jesus says, look at the birds, right? Yeah. Look at the birds of the field, or the birds of the sky. Yep. And the flowers of the field. More often than not, birds are used, in, uh, like other animals, but... Not exactly, but often birds are used as as some sort of metaphor for human emotion. Okay. Right? They're a way of expressing... Somehow the birds can express something about groanings of human
1: beings, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: Sometimes very good things, sometimes very bad things. True, yeah. But uh, they can use them for like sort of an expression of the heights of emotion. So I think that's part of why Jesus says, look at the birds, huh? Huh.
1: Yeah. I think birds are one of the most diverse species in all of the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, next to insects, which I think is by far like, you know, there's more insects than anything else. Although, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Well, no, just that
0: it, when, when we're thinking about the Bible culture, you got to think about the Holy Land. The land where it was, it's coming from, and it's a desert. Oh, yeah. Pretty generally desert. So even though, you know, like fact might be there's more fish in the Pacific Ocean than we know true.
1: about.
0: True, yeah. Or bugs in the rainforest, the Bible knows these local birds or these, these local animals. These birds. Right? Bible birds. But it's true. There's lots and lots of birds.
1: That's true. Yeah, here
0: we go. Although, surprisingly, you don't find all that many birds in the Bible.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. I got a few.
0: Okay. What about the first bird?
1: Well, the first bird is in Genesis 1, because he just makes birds. Is that correct?
0: Okay, yeah, the Lord, yeah. Uh, he made every winged creature. The birds of the air and the fish of the sea.
1: Yep. Next bird.
0: Wait a minute, though. What? You kind of half missed one.
1: There's already? No,
0: there's no, yeah, sorry. There's no reference to the bird itself, but...
1: You're not talking about Noah.
0: Well, no, no. The action. God brooded over the waters. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, man. The
1: Spirit hovered.
0: Hovered over the water.
1: To say brooded?
0: Is it? Well, there's different translations. So,
1: wow, that's a it, little... It,
0: I think folks, it's... Folks,
1: it, let's, let's go to the judges at home.
0: Look, the semantic field that is the range of language you can talk about comes from the bird analogy there. Yes, that's true. Doesn't it? Yeah. How, who else is hovering over the water? It's not the whale... It's not, mm. it could be, it's that spirit. It's that
1: guy in the hot air balloon.
0: It could up, be the air.
1: Up and away in my beautiful, my beautiful balloon, balloon. Is that, is that Wiccan? What is that? I have no idea. That was like one of the Sesame Street songs, I think.
0: Oh, I thought it was like, um, who, who rides in the balloon? The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: Okay, so the spirit's hovering over the world. Yeah, I yeah. actually will take that correction. We're going to need that one. I like because that. It's, it's going to come back. I like that.
0: Okay. So you got your birds in uh in the garden, right? Garden okay. of Eden in paradise yeah. creation. And then you mentioned another bird that's coming
1: up. Mentioned another bird. Yeah. The dove. The 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 love dove.
0: Don't shove the dove.
1: Don't shove the dove.
0: So at first what was the what's the dove symbolize?
1: Well, peace. Yeah. That you know the, the war is over. The, yeah. The flood is over.
0: So it comes back with an olive branch, mm-hmm. and that another symbol of.
1: Of course, does he take? Does it say that he? Does it mention birds when it says he takes two of every animal? Does it say that he takes two two pigeons and? Hmm.
0: That I'm not sure. Ooh. I don't know if a wow. mention. Tit for
1: Tad? There's oh, a what? you know, there's a wide semantic field that I we're dealing you know, with, I Michael. Have studied, and I'm gonna <laughs>
0: guess. I'm gonna guess
1: that no. Okay.
0: Although that would be presumed with every animal, every creature. I think it's his creature. Creature, yes. Okay, so there there were ravens in that story, Mm -hmm. and then there's a dove. Mm -hmm. And I think, at least this is what I learned as a kid, the dove can fly farther. Oh. So the raven, I don't know, like he's trusting in God that this water is really going to recede, even though twice he's sent the ravens out and they haven't found anything. Right. Then he sends the. Dove, I was wondering about that. And the dove settles, and then comes back, and basically announces that there is life out there. Yeah, we're we're saved.
1: Something right? else. Yeah. The salvation. Cool. That comes. I think Noah's really underrated.
0: Oh, it's super cool story. Yeah. There's a lot there to. Yeah, to learn from. Mm-hmm. They made a movie about him.
1: Did you see that? One? I didn't see it. Yeah, it looked it looked a little too. It
0: know, was kind of weird.
1: Hollywood esque.
0: I liked it. I liked it, but just because it—it's it, mess. It's 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 interpreting those old stories that I love. Yeah. So you can interpret those in a way that really annoys me. Like I think there was a recent Mary Magdalene movie,
1: mm-hmm. and I never watched it because
0: mm-hmm. I heard enough about it to say, ah, that's gonna annoy me. Yeah. But it takes a lot to annoy me with those stories. Okay. Because I just I like the stories. Themselves. Yeah. Right. And I like how you could. You know, there's flexibility in interpreting. Okay, so Noah, Peter, in his letter, in his second letter, first let, oh boy, uh, interprets Noah third letter as a an image of uh, baptism, of new creation, of life in the church. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: he doesn't mention the bird, but he mentions the water. Where else is that bird connected with baptism and the life of the Christian? The dove. Yeah,
1: where else is the? Oh, this shows up yeah, in a lot like of of Jesus.
0: There it is. Okay, yeah, the baptism of Jesus. Now, a lot of people, when I've been asking around, surveying, they're like, "Oh, Pentecost." Well, that's in art, but it's not in the story.
1: No, it's tongues of fire, right? But it's this Saint is, Elmo's fire.
0: This is the way that we depict the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because of the story of Jesus' baptism. True. Yeah, he comes down like a dove. Probably because this has become a symbol for the peace, salvation, um, God's intervention and in providence, and so the spirit, if you're going yeah.
1: to... Also innocence. Innocence, yeah. Purity. Yeah, okay. It had
0: been used for a long time in the temple as a sacrifice.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, and uh, isn't it also in Song of Songs? Yes. Arise, my beloved, my fair one, my dove. So
0: then that becomes, that's an the image rains have of, gone. of Israel or of the beloved yeah. for Jesus, the church. Hmm. Um, yeah, the innocent one. It's basically the innocent one. It's, the dove has this beautiful coup that's very peaceful, and it's sort of characterized that way um, as a symbol of peace
1: because of this beautiful coup. Can I tell a story about doves?
0: Um, can I, can I play the dove sound?
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow. We're getting into a lot of different. Yeah. I like that one.
0: Isn't that nice? It's almost like the loon has a very peaceful sound too. The loon. Okay. That's your dove.
1: Okay. Can I tell my dove story now? Yeah. Now you tell you. So, story. So, uh, there was a girl, uh, let's just call her Lindsay. Okay. Lindsay was um, was uh, dating this guy, Andy, in fourth grade. And uh, Andy uh, got her turtle doves from Home Alone 2, if you remember. Home Alone 2.
0: What do you mean from? T-
1: there, the Home Alone 2 had just come out in fourth grade. And in t- Home Alone 2, they talk about turtle doves and how they mate forever. Yes. They they fall in love and they stay with their mate forever. Okay. And um, so I was on the playground and I remember exactly where I was. There was this huge brick wall in front of me. I think I've told this story on the podcast. But um, the, um, anyways, uh, some guy came to announce to me the good news. And I was just downtrodden, like, for some, I mean, it was fourth grade. I had a lot of, a lot of things in my mind. Sure. But uh, he came to announce to me the good news because um, this guy, Andy, had given this girl, Lindsay, those turtle doves. Hark, balloon.
0: There's our sweet bird. Harumph.
1: Oh, do me- remember how Jackie would do the loon sound? She would go like,
0: <laughs> yeah!" <laughs> she had a good one, though. She had There's there like five sounds. And
1: something. they called back to her. Anyway, so I'm down, you know, because Andy had now given her the turtle doves and what am I going to do? <laughs> so
0: that made you worse. Oh, yeah. I, I was, that was, I was good sad.
1: News. I was sad. But then uh, somebody came to announce to me the good news, which was, she rejected the dove No, she shoved the dove oh
0: no and
1: uh that meant that they were breaking up and i was like that's there, a there's huge no...
0: gift in fourth grade though i mean he went out of his way
1: he did yeah oh. i feel i felt bad for him but at the same time i was like here's my chance and i never took it so was um, there
0: some girl that he was kind of like the backup no oh, no man. they were
1: the item they were romeo and juliet they were you know uh, Princess Di and Charles Like I mean like Like back in that time Back well, in that time they it weren't was, the, But I'm in fourth, in fourth grade early, early, In fourth grade people. it was It was yeah. it was magical And I had, I could not compete with it
0: So she just didn't want the She didn't want the responsibility of raising
1: animals I, I No it I wasn't real It me. weren't real doves They were just these porcelain doves You could buy it at, at oh, Hallmark Oh lame Yeah so oh, I
0: thought they were Anyways right. Shove the dove She did Oh, poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. Well, I don't know. You live and you learn.
1: <laughs> but I mean, that These was... lessons are good for yeah. us. Okay, anyways, moving on back to... Yeah. That.
0: <laughs> All right, you got any more birds?
1: Oh, yeah. Give I... me
0: some more birds, dude.
1: Okay, well, the next bird in the Bible, I would think, after Noah, comes Abraham, and Abraham has the birds of prey.
0: Oh, boy. I don't even remember that. Oh
1: yeah, dude, that's a point. No, that that is a here. point that on that, that semantic I, field.
0: <laughs> I did my research.
1: Okay, so if you remember, like he cuts up the animals. Oh yeah. He yes. cuts up the animals. He even he, he, he walks through the parts. He walks through the parts. He doesn't oh. cut up the he doesn't cut up the pigeons or the doves, but it says that birds of prey swirled around uh. at the in the twilight. Or I mean in the in the in the whatever, I think in the heat of the day and he kept them off there and then eventually the lord passes through birds of prey
0: all right dude well i can't yes. keep up with <laughs> this guy has an encyclopedic brain once something goes in there it's not getting out and he can access it anytime i forget things all the time yeah you did not you, you did not
1: talk to me about bible birds and i already know okay
0: <laughs> i know
1: okay so all right
0: all right well i can't have you list all of them all right
1: can i list another one that i don't know if it's on your list
0: well yeah okay are you still in the pentateuch
1: no I'm not. Okay. Do you want me to stay in the Pentateuch?
0: Yeah, well, there's a couple to mention. but
1: Okay, then mention them.
0: Okay. One is um, that God gives these stipulations and rules about what you can and can't
1: eat. And oh, there's yeah. There's a lot
0: of birds on this. Yeah, list.
1: good point. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of birds, and it's interesting to say, well, why are these birds on them? Um, there's, there's pelicans, owls, um, various kinds of owls. they are clawed. Um, raptors, Ooh. birds of prey. It's stuff like this: eagles, sure. vultures.
1: Can you eat those?
0: No, oh. unclean, unclean. So I'm trying to figure out, like, yeah, what is it about those birds? One thing is, some of them are scavengers, so they might be dirty. So from an anthropological perspective, you say, yeah, maybe like the pig. This thing causes too much disease. Yeah, let's just avoid yeah, ra- good raising it. Good Keep move. it out of the thing. sure, but they're actually hard to get to. So I can't imagine, I mean, they might have been used for ritual purposes because they're amazing birds. You know, the Egyptians used owls and ravens and eagles in their iconography. Yeah. Their hieroglyphics. Uh-huh. And they were sacred birds. So sure. maybe they're rejecting this, the gods of the others, you know. But I think part of it is that um, if you you build that fence around the temple of what's sacred and what's not, and all you get in there is this cooing, beautiful, -hmm. Innocent dove, yeah, the only bird that's allowed in the temple, yeah, and it's always going to be a symbol of peace. You don't bring in all of this superstition about death and trying to control death with your crows and these kinds of other dark birds,
1: yeah, you
0: know, or that eat death vultures, yeah.
1: I like that because don't they have like in in the in the temple? Like, don't they have the birds like feeding at the font?
0: Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: And they would have, it was probably the most regular sacrifice. If you think about it, there's only a couple of times a year when you sacrifice a bull. That's a huge thing, and that's a whole, that, that's a ritual for the whole group of people. Uh, twice a day, you would sacrifice a lamb. So there's a little bit of that meat in there. And then you're basically dealing with the sacrifices of people when they have uh, kids, when they want to give thanks for stuff, mm-hmm. and then when they want to atone for their sin and in all of those cases, the most likely option is that your poor people are bringing a lot of birds. So you're going to have a lot of birds in the temple. A lot of temple. birds. The priests are going to be eating a lot of birds. When you go in as a priest to your, uh, uh, your once-annual for two-week service, um, you are probably going to be eating nonstop bird because you're not supposed to leave the temple precincts. You just got to eat whatever's there. So you got grain, oil,
1: uh, a little bit of wine, dude. and then meats. Chicken and grits, man. That Chicken sounds,
0: and grits.
1: That's awesome.
0: Well, you probably get sick of it, which brings me to the next one. Ooh. The quail. The quail. People get so sick of eating that quail. In the yes, desert,
1: that was the next one.
0: That's the turkey, dude. That's the Thanksgiving turkey.
1: You the quail stuff the your, <laughs> You stuff yourself to the point where you say,
0: that was fun. Yeah, really happy to do that, but I don't want to see turkey again for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, except, can I give your Thanksgiving leftover recipe? This isn't going to come out on Thanksgiving, but maybe, maybe you just, ma- just it. maybe you have some left. Get ready for this
0: cold. Sa- oh no, no, you microwave sandwich with gravy. No, and the stuffing. I just mix it all in. A That's pretty
1: good. Yeah. Nope this is the uh, this is the uh, Carol Malone special. Okay, uh, Carol. Pretzel roll, You've got to buy the mini pretzel rolls. You can get them at you know the store, Costco, Sam's, whatever. Um, pretzel roll, turkey, brie cheese, and oh cranberry sauce. And you melt the brie cheese over the over the turkey, and instead of a condiment, you put cranberry sauce on it.
0: Ooh.
1: I I dominated. I dominated. Well, I
0: had brie with some like jellies. Ooh, yeah. Sounds right.
1: Mm hmm. So, anyways, You get are...
0: the savory in there? But the pretzel thing, because I'm thinking, this sounds, the, with the Brie cheese maybe, this sounds very French. You yeah. know? Do Their it. symbol is the rooster. Yes. And now you're putting the Brie cheese on there and everything. But oh. then the, the pretzel sandwich, that's German. Yeah. It's Bavarian,
1: dude. Crossover, man.
0: Yeah, all of Europe. In we're one, doing, a, we're doing an
1: Axis Allies power right there. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, so you got the quail. Quail. People in the desert.
1: Coming out of their nose. They say
0: they they want, they're sick of just eating this bread flakes that comes. It's like oatmeal, porridge, super boring food, but bread for the day, daily bread, their sustenance. But they say, God, we're sick of just eating that stuff. Give us something else. He gives them a ton of birds, just throws, starts throwing the meat at them. Yep. And they love it at first, and then it doesn't take long before they get totally sick of it. And they say, oh, we're ready for the promised land.
1: Yeah. You, I mean, if you're only eating bread and meat, you, they probably had a, they needed a little like like chia seeds, man. You got to get some of that stuff out.
0: You got to get chia seeds.
1: Metamucil.
0: You got to have cranberry sauce. You got to flavor it up. That's right. You got no salt. Yeah. What are you doing?
1: Coriander. I mean, too much coriander.
0: No. Anise seed? What do you, what do you got in the desert? Sage? <laughs>
1: Well, because that's what, the, that's what uh, manna tasted like, right? Coriander. Oh yeah, so
0: So okay, you're getting sick of this food. I do think there's something about the humility of saying, "Give us this day our daily bread that says, "I'll take whatever you give me, Lord." Mm-hmm. And it, you might get sick of it. you might get bored of it. Part of the Christian life is the boredom of it, the routine, you know, persevering through the difficulty of saying, "Look, I've been doing this for a while. at certain points it was exciting. But it's not always exciting, you know. I think you just gotta you gotta take that bird, but you gotta appreciate it. No, that's right. All right.
1: I once tried to boil a turkey. That I mean that that was just too much.
0: I've like, never tried that
1: because I thought boiling a we chicken boiling a oven. chicken's fun. Like, and somebody gave me a turkey for for like Thanksgiving. What or, about?
0: Have you seen? Like, my neighbors used to deep fry.
1: I've never which actually was good. yeah I've never actually had that uh, with regularity. Like, I mean, I think I might have had it once, but I don't remember. I've had smoked turkey. That's super
0: Ooh, good. Oh, I love smoked meat. You know, the other one was um, those those Cajun neighbors that would do the deep fry, they'd also do turducken. Yeah. Do you know about that? Yeah. You stuffed the, what is it? The, turkey. You stuff the turkey with the chicken. With the duck. And then a the duck in the.
1: No, chicken in the duck.
0: Stuffed in the duck. Yep. It is amazing.
1: Yeah. And definition. there's like
0: the seasonings, the Cajuns. Okay, mm. last bird. Last bird. Well, there's... No, give, let me give you two birds. One is, one is the eagle Okay. or the hen. The eagle and the hen both serve as images for God. Okay, in the Psalms, you will rise, you know, like on the wings of eagles. Yeah. Because they're flying way up high. They're so free. They're fast. They're, they're unchallenged. Yeah. So it became a symbol for God, right?
1: as an eagle invites its nestlings forth by hovering over its brood. Yes. So will the Lord God do for his people. Yeah, I can't remember.
0: That's God, that's the image of God right. is that one. Yeah. Jesus comes up and he uses the same but he uses a hen, it's similar. You know, he says in um both in Matthew and in Luke, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, um how long have I I'm going to find it here and...
1: how long have I lo- how long have I desired to gather yearned. you like nestlings under my wings? Mm-hmm. But
0: uh-huh. you would not have it. Yep. You know, so Jesus takes on himself this um this image of the bird, the mm-hmm. the mother bird, yeah. the bird who's comforting the the nestlings, who's teaching them, who's sending them out, you remember like like you were saying in the psalm, sending them from the nest when they're ready. You know, it's it's just like that Beautiful image of parenthood and of care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also powerful because Jesus is claiming something that should be God's, right? Who's the bird? Who's the bird who's supposed to take care of Jerusalem and the Israelites? It's God. Mega bird. And Jesus is claiming the bird identity. He's the big bird.
1: He's big bird. <laughs> He's big
0: bird. That's it. <laughs> okay, finally, you got Peter's rooster. Yep. Remember?
1: Mm-hmm. The cock.
0: The cock crows. So Jesus says, um, before the cock crows three times this night, you will d- deny me. No, no, no. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Yep. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I want to run this this little theory by you. You have, uh, in Mark's gospel, you have, the, the cock is supposed to crow three times, but it only crows twice.
1: Hmm.
0: And um, I just read an article that argued that the third no, the third crow is omitted because it's a proleptic announcement that the, the evangelist is talking about. How um, you remember when this happened? This was a symbol for us of persecution in our time, which was the Neronian persecution, persecution under Nero.
1: Uh-huh. You
0: remember this emperor? He comes along and he says. He basically burns down Rome, and then he looks for somebody to blame, sure. and he ends up with the Christians, this right. weird new cult mm-hmm. that's popping up in the corner of, uh, in that sort of area of mm-hmm. Rome, mm-hmm. right? So the legend is that he, he uh, that Nero persecuted the Christians. He kills Peter and Paul, the leaders at the time, and persecutes a lot of the other Christians. Okay, so this guy was saying, well, wait a minute, in Suetonius, you know, that that yes. end, end of the first century, early second century yes. Roman historian who writes about the 12 Caesars, there is reference to how Nero was known as the rooster. His symbol was the rooster. Hmm. And the rooster was a representation, you, you know, all these cockfights and stuff. It was a vicious, um, bloodthirsty animal that was really like a, a wild tyrant. You know, you can't control it. All you can do is set it loose and then it dominates. on mm-hmm. things. So this author is saying, well, what if, what if the omission of the third cock crow in, in the account of Peter in the Passion is saying, be ready for the third rooster. And the third rooster is going to be a, a reminder of Nero. But what the story then tells you is that even if when Nero is persecuting you, when you find yourself in a situation of persecution... If you deny Jesus and you are lapsing, there is hope for you. There is a chance for you. Hmm. So, if the gospel was written in, you know, um, sixty-five to to seventy-five A.D. Uh, in Rome or to, for the Romans, this would be a pretty profound thing to hear. That um, even if you make the mistake of denying Jesus, well, so did Peter, you know. And there's the symbolism to kind of draw you into that. This this rooster tested our faith, and we failed, or we succeeded, and now Jesus has given us another chance. And we
1: got this new guy.
0: Not to say that it wasn't historical that it didn't happen, but Mark is saying, "Hey, look at look at what happened. Jesus prepared for this." Hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I I like that. That's pretty impressive. Markin
0: said, "There's not enough there."
1: Well, he what says, about what about the um, uh, in the last chapter of Mark before the passion narrative? Um, he's talking about after it was kind of like the end conclusion of what we just did in the lectionary cycle. Yeah, but it says like after the desolating sacrilege, and after that, he has a part where he says uh, the master puts his uh, servant in charge of his household, and he gives him he gives him care of all of his goods, and he says, and if that master should return at midnight or at cockcrow, oh yeah, that may that servant be found prepared. What I say to you, I say to all. Be Watch. Watch. Isn't that a baller? That's a great line. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I think that's actually one of the last lines in the lectionary if you go to daily mass. Oh, yeah. It's like the last reading before we flip the calendar. What I say to you, yeah, I say yeah. to all. Watch.
0: Yeah. And the other moment Mic of that, drop. It's awesome. That's really the message, man. man. The other, other moment of that is what, stay awake. You know, stay awake, watch yeah. and pray.
1: You wanna know about my bird? This is a very unique bird. Okay. I think it's maybe mentioned once.
0: That's all the birds I got. What is it? Oh, the pelican.
1: The pelican, yeah. I mean, kind of pelican in the wilderness. Not that one. The ostrich. Oh yeah. He's mentioned once. the
0: song of songs or in the Psalms?
1: I think it's actually in Lamentations or in Jeremiah. Oh, that's it. Where yeah, he's saying like you, he's the, you, you bury your head like the ostrich. Oh yeah, you're like the camel sniffing sniffing the wind, but the ostrich is the one that buries his head in the ground.
0: Yeah, because that's what in a fool. What's that ceremony we do around around Easter? That darkness, Tenebrae. Tenebrae, yeah. It's in Tenebrae.
1: Oh yeah, I exactly. remember the ostrich in there. Oh yeah, it's in Lamentations then.
0: And then there's this. That's one. what we're singing. That we pray in the in the it's uh, Psalm 102 in the breviary that talks about the the ostrich moaning or no the pelican 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 like a bird on the roof yeah that's mm-hmm. moaning and I got one more sound He's got a pelican okay
1: folks <laughs> they got a one last one last sound yeah yeah oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that real? <laughs>
1: You've gone a to a, Dude, we are going to get in trouble from the pelicans now, dude. Did you get a copyright on that? Did you get a copyright on well, the pelican?
0: I asked for permission. They didn't get back to me. You can presume Jeez. a yes.
1: Well, I mean like it, I mean this could be this could ruin Maybe us. I didn't
0: recognize it. I actually didn't know what a pelican sounded like. So they yeah. could have responded and I don't know. All right. Dude, don't get me in trouble with the bird community.
1: Dude, bible birds are coming at you. That was great. That was really that was really inspiring. <laughs> I like that stuff. I <laughs> you
0: know you like Bible stuff, and I do too. I love so.
1: Bible stuff. Dude, if Father John was here, he would have gotten owned.
0: Yeah, you Unless dude, there are birds in
1: Balthazar, we're doing birds of the Bible.
0: Yeah, you know your stuff. I'm impressed, dude.
1: Yeah. Well done. I just pay attention. All right, sometimes. I'm giving
0: a shout out to Jen Johnson, who talked to me about birds. She reminded me of the quail in the desert. Oh. And she's a parishioner or cool, like an aspiring parishioner over at Holy Protection.
1: Aspiring? Yeah. I don't know how you become a... another
0: one to Angela Dini.
1: Thanks yeah, that was a good thanks one. Thanks for the Puffin song. That was a good one.
0: Father, Father Nathan was rolling his eyes because he's like, How long is this song going to last? <laughs> it's, it is hard to hold the <laughs> it's attention. That's right, no, pretty good. I knew, but it it's pretty got good. Awesome awesome resolution. Oh,
1: man. Well, um, so I dunked my phone in the toilet No, Uh, that was a couple days ago so I I don't actually have the shout outs on my phone so I do want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Gabriel and Raquel and um, darn it it's uh, AJ AJ, uh, that's her husband um, because they got me that um, they got me the um, hammock they got me the hammock
0: oh yeah the Bolivian hammock
1: oblivion hammock yep and their last name escapes me and now i feel like his name kind of jealous my
0: brother just went to peru for his honeymoon and i forgot to ask about this i should have got a hammock
1: that's all right well i mean uh let's see here and to jackie carpenter and to uh hey yo to jackie and stan carpenter oh yeah and Corey carpenter what's up You know Uh, what I
0: want to do is record that bird sound, that loon sound. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) It's really
1: good. All right, folks. Catholic Stuff, you should know. Uh, CatholicStuffPodcast at gmail.com. God
0: bless you all. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, wait a second. We're in Thanksgiving. We're in the Countdown to Seek Conference. That's right. We're in the Countdown to Seek Conference, and today, today, less than a month and a half away, I just bought my plane tickets. Yeah. So we are legit going... Uh, It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Uh, Check us out. Hashtag Seek Conference. Hashtag Merch. Hashtag Bible Birds.
0: Hashtag Father Mike Missed the Flight.
1: Father Mike Might Miss the Flight. All right, folks. Check it out. Uh, Like us on Facebook. We'll talk to you later.